Today, I have the pleasure of talking with the wonderful Rebecca Sparrow about how she successfully and unconventionally moved her business online to become the professional godmother that every tween and teen girl needs. The Simply Standout Marketing Podcast is for you, the small business owner wanting to supercharge your marketing with simple, actionable strategies and inspiration so you can smash your goals and grow your business. Now it's your turn to discover what actions to take to make your business truly stand out and succeed. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me on the Simply Stand Up Marketing Podcast. I'm Nikki O'Mara, your host. I hope you're loving the podcast so far and know that you're going to love this interview with the wonderful Rebecca Sparrow. For those of you who don't know Rebecca, she is one of the most inspiring down-to-earth business owners I know, which is why I wanted her on as my first guest. Over the past 25 years, Rebecca has earned a living as a travel writer, magazine editor, TV script writer, radio producer, author of three best-selling books and more. These days, however, her passion lies in helping teenage girls and their parents navigate high school friendships, have a more positive experience online and understand that despite what society tells them, they are enough just as they are. Rebecca has been going into schools and talking to thousands of high school students and their parents for many years, but she wanted to have a bigger impact helping more girls have a better experience of high school and at the same time be there for her three young children. With that said, let's hear Beck's journey from offline to online and some great tips and inspiration along the way. Welcome Beck. Thank you so much for coming on the Simply Stand Up Marketing Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to have you here. I've really found your the work that you do now and your actual journey um, to get here is so inspiring. I've I've loved watching you um, grow your business and just you know you've changed so many lives from from what I can see anyway. And so that's why I wanted you to actually be the first person I had on uh, to interview as a business because I think your story is so inspiring. I can't wait to get into it with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, look, let's start from the beginning. Um, did you have one of those fork in the road moments that made you decide to start your business? You know, what, where, where did the business idea come from? Well, first of all, I am very similar to my father. So I grew up in a household where um, my dad is quite a um, creative person and just always thinking of business ideas. And I'm very similar, like my brain just does not shut off. And I think that (laughs) combined with that was the fact, and I was just talking to my mum about this yesterday, that when I got my first, you know, I've worked since I was 14, but when I had my first proper full-time job out of uni in my career, um, I was the marketing, what was I called? The public relations officer for the Australian Red Red Cross in Queensland. And I was on about my second day and I came home from work and I was still living at home with my parents and I would have been about 20. And I came home and I said to mum and dad, is this it, is it? And I said, I get up, I go to work. <laughs> I get home at around six, I have dinner, I go to bed and I go back there again. And it's not that I didn't like my job, but I just said to them, I can't do this. 
Like I just can't live like this. And it was it was really then <laughs> I just thought, no. Nah. And it was probably so I stayed working for other people. Um I think, well, and then of course, which we'll get into later, I guess, but I had a big life-changing moment when I was 27 and threw my career in because I got married to a boy in Las Vegas. But anyway, and that's when I started essentially working for myself. Yes. Because <laughs> I blew my life up, Nikki. That's what I did. <laughs> that's, well, I think we've all got to blow our lives up at some stage. So it makes it yeah. interesting. <laughs> it does. It does. But it was just very interesting for me that, you know, from the age of about 20, I sort of thought to myself, I don't like this idea of working for other people. I don't like being told (laughs) I have to be somewhere at whatever, 8.30 or whatever time. You know, this this would have been 19, gee, about 93. And I think I would have been lucky that I probably start, you know, my workday probably was nine, which seems, seems nearly quaint now that, the office was opening at nine, um, but it would have been a nine to five. But yeah, I just sort of thought, no, I don't. I, I needed more freedom, and I think also that lends to. I think you know the more you get to know your own personality type, and I'm very much an introverted person, um, so I am quite happy with my own company. Like my sister-in-law very much likes to work, likes to be busy, work in an office, loves to have all the people. I don't need people. (laughs) I can be at home (laughs) by myself doing my own thing and really be really content. Um, I was not faced by lockdown at all, Nikki. I was. (laughs) No, I am 100% with you. I must say I did, um, you know, over the years considered because small business is hard. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. And there are stages where you just go, oh, can I really do this anymore? Um, And that was for me a few years ago. And I actually went for two job interviews and just went, I can't do it. I, I, I have no desire to go and work in an office with a whole lot of people. I wouldn't be able to concentrate because I love, I have an office, um, in my backyard that is just, you know, it's all set up for me. No one else is allowed in here and I love it. It's wonderful. Sorry, the dog does. (laughs) In terms of your business, so um, with you've got the Lighthouse program and you do so many amazing things working with tween and teen girls um, and their parents as well. What made you, so you started that business, was it 2018 or before then? Oh, let me think. I started it. When, uh, what year would it have been? Must have been around, it was when my daughter was in grade four. So that may have been around 2018, I guess. What were you doing beforehand? What made you decide to actually get into working with, with the tween and teen girls? I know that you'd written some books and yeah. and things. but Well, I guess, yeah, so for about 20 years I have been working with predominantly girls, um, sort of preteen and teenage girls, and I've written books for them. And I really had a very um, successful um, business, I guess, in terms of going out to schools, doing presentations, um, writing books, you know, back in the day, like 20 years ago, you know, I had, you know, a write for newspapers or Mamma Mia or but I really found 
that as my own kids have been getting older, um, I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to have that feeling anymore that every time a school booking came in to me that I had to take it, that even if it was a big drive or it was late at night or I just didn't want that feeling of of having to go. And also I think that, look, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've, I've been doing this in particular of getting in my car and driving out to schools for a really long time and I'm tired. And I sort of thought, you know, if there's a way, you know, I've been working online um, a lot since about um, G2000, probably when I met my friend Mia, um, so probably about 2010, really yep. increasingly working online and understanding sort of social media and doing all of that. And I just sort of thought, Nikki, I just thought there's got to be a way that I can just deliver more, you know, reach more kids. This is what I was thinking. I must be able to reach more kids and more parents from home by doing stuff online than actually limiting myself to just getting in my car and driving to a school down the road. And plus I was getting lots of interstate, constantly getting in, interstate requests. And yep. really little kids. I had little kids and I was like, I can't just, I don't have the family support that maybe some people have where I can just get on a plane and go somewhere. I just don't have that. I My husband is an obstetrician. He is never home. He's constantly delivering babies. I am the primary carer of um, my three kids. I don't, I just can't be jumping on a plane. So I had to start thinking about there must be a smarter way where I can have more of my life back, but at the same time, reach more people. And that's really what led me to investigate um, online memberships and online business. Yep. And you really have impacted so many more people by doing that and changing you know, really the model of, of your business. And, and I totally understand there are so many women like you and, and me that we're having to try to adapt because we have kids, we love our work. And, um, but you just can't keep putting in the huge hours because there are consequences for, you know, for both us with health and all the rest of it, but also for, for kids and family and, um, and when the wheels fall off, the wheels fall off. Uh. <laughs> Absolutely. But I think that, you know, for me, so so the benefit for me of working for myself is I want to be available that if my son who's in grade two, they need somebody to volunteer with reading groups, I can go and volunteer in the middle of the day and do that. Also, increasingly, as my kids get older, my daughter is now 12. I don't want to be getting in the car at night to drive to school when they might need me after school, like they want to do stuff with me or debrief or whatever it is. So I was really looking at um, what, yeah, how can I maximise? Because also I love my career. Like I love what I do. I, I, I couldn't, it makes me feel most myself when I'm doing my work. So it's finding that, I had to find that balance of, how do I fulfill that desire in me to be doing this work? But also, I do really want to be a, a present parent. I want to be there for my kids. I don't want to be constantly getting in a car and leaving them and that kind of thing. So really, 
online ticked every box for me. And I tell you, because I started three years ago, when the pandemic hit last year, and a lot of um, my colleagues who, you know, in the school market and go out to schools, their income was gone. I wasn't affected because everything I do really is online. So I kept going. Yeah. Well, look, I, I remember when I first met you and it was in 2018 at a Stu McLaren event and yeah. I was so inspired by, you know, by your confidence and your drive to get the Lighthouse program out there, even though I remember you saying, oh, I've got no sales page, you know, no online course material. Everything was old school paper-based and I'm just going, yeah. who is this woman? I had no idea, sorry, who you were. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I went, that is just incredible. But, you know, so many people get stuck trying to make everything perfect. You no. know, what made you decide, you know, just to go for it and get it out there? Because I just thought I've got nothing to lose. So, like, when I started, um, so I can't remember how I heard about Stu McLaren. So somebody must have, I must have seen something. And I think over the last 12 months before that, I must have been loosely talking to one of my friends who's in business um, online and saying, you know, look at this, you know, online membership ideas. And and really when I started, it was a course. It was not a membership. And then I think I floated it on my Facebook page and said to the people who follow me on Facebook, you know, if I kind of put material together that was to do with raising preteen girls, would anyone be interested in receiving, you know, some newsletters from me. And then I had some people say, you know, all these people emailed me and said, well, well I say all, but let's say 100 or 70 people emailed me. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to charge you 60 bucks and let's just see what happens. And initially I would write, I'd choose topics and I would write just choose topics in terms of um, friendships. Here here are 10 things to know, 10 amazing tips about helping your daughter with her friendships when she's in primary school. And I'd type it all up and then I would just email it to that. No, then I think I maybe had somebody who would turn it into a PDF. A friend of mine turned it into a PDF for me within like an hour. And then I would would email it out to people just as an old-fashioned email PDF. And they they paid for it by depositing money in my bank account. That's how I started. <laughs> but I love it because you, you, you took action. You you know, when, when so many of us were, I call it, in motion, we were doing things. We were busy. There was, you know, so much to do. But we weren't actually taking action to make it happen. And I just love that you that you just got out there and just did it. And look at you now. You know, it's only, what, sort of two, three years later. Yeah. And um, yeah, you've got, got an amazing following. And you yeah, you put out some fantastic content and really make a difference to all of these um, to all of these girls and their parents and even parents of boys. I, I mean, I've got to say I follow you. I've only got boys. But, um, you know, some of the things that are so relevant, um, even though I'm not your target market, it's, it's well, still I'm, very I'm helpful for I, me. Yeah, because I've got two boys as well, Nikki, I sort of thought to myself um, I'm going to sort of broaden it um, because as my boys become get into that tween age group, I sort of thought, gee, there's nothing out there. There's so much content out there 
for girls, mums of girls. There's nothing out there, I feel like, for boys. So I'm going to explain. No, there's not. Mm. <laughs> could, could you hurry up on that one? Because, you know, yeah. I've got a tween and a teen. Get <laughs> moving, will you? <laughs> It's a whole other world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's it's all good. Look, what do you find are the most rewarding aspects of the work that you do? Just, um, just that I I think the biggest thing, and probably something that I've learnt from Stu McLaren um, with his tribe program, which was love your members, and my big thing is providing a really safe space um, for my members and giving them value. So one of the things that goes with the Lighthouse program that they get is I have a private Facebook group which has about 1,500 predominantly mums, I would say, in there where they just feel safe enough to share the problems that they're going through. And if they're even a bit nervous, they will email me their issue that they're dealing with with their child and I'll put it up in the group anonymously but it is such a and it could be anything I just we you know honestly the topics that we've had in there about what people are struggling with with their with their kids that they don't want to put really publicly somewhere and they're putting in this group and the members of, of my Lighthouse plan are so non-judgmental and supportive. And without fail, every time we've put something up and I've thought, whoa, wow, that is a big, you know, that is a big challenge or that is a big problem or without fail, every time there's someone else who's gone through it. So someone else has gone, oh, that's just happened here or that happened to us last year. And when somebody else, when you're going through something really hard with your child that you even feel embarrassed or ashamed or worried or whatever it is when somebody else says to you it's okay me too like we've had that too the relief people feel that they're not alone is massive and so I really feel like some of the emails that I get from my members just I guess thanking me and of how supportive and useful they find it that's everything to me that's everything to me and I'm just about to launch a um, global uh, online book club for kids around the world. And that's so exciting. And we've got hundreds of members, mostly from Australia, but we've also got them in New York and Los Angeles and London and Singapore. And I can't wait to do that. I can't wait. See, if if I wasn't online, I couldn't do this stuff. I couldn't have a book club for 10 to 12-year-olds for kids around the world where we're all sort of, that is a safe space because we're attracting kids who are absolute bookworms. We're attracting kids who are reluctant readers. And we're also attracting a lot of kids who are on the fringes of social activities who don't usually join in stuff, but we're offering a really safe space. So all of this stuff yeah. just means that to me just ticks every box for me because it makes me feel like I'm doing something that's useful and helpful. Oh, I think it's amazing. And I think 
the the way that you um, have built your community shows, you know, and the way that they obviously talk within the groups and all the rest of it shows the trust they have in you, and that has to be built. That you know, that just doesn't come with with good marketing or anything like that. That that is pure honest, um, you know, you showing vulnerability and, mm. and courage and, and building that trust. And I think one of the things that most business owners find hard is to put themselves out there and tell their real story. And I think you do that so well, which is why people really feel that great connection with you. Mm. With regards to telling your story and actually you know, being honest with people and and authentic. You know, what advice would you give um, other people in business to help them tell their story and actually be, you know, open and honest and and allow them to connect more with other people? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I have worked incredibly hard on um, my Facebook community in particular. That's um, that's my biggest. Um, support base and the um, and it's a really it's a like-minded community so my Facebook page um, is not big by many standards compared to other people so I have about 50,000 followers on my Facebook page but the thing with that community is that I have incredibly high engagement on that page and I have an enormous amount of trust so when I promote something on that page, or I wouldn't even say promote, recommend something on that page, it usually has a very um, high success rate um, for people because I don't do sponsored posts ever. That's a decision that I made. I don't do, and that's just for me, I don't judge anyone else, but for me, I don't do sponsored posts. Everything that you see on my Facebook page is incredibly authentic Also, I have no problem. Part of my mission with that Facebook page, my number one goal, so my number one goal is not to sell you my Lighthouse plan or my book club or for me to go into your school. That is not my goal with that Facebook page. My goal with my Facebook page is to be useful. That's it. And And you certainly are. Well, that decision then, so when you when you come at it from that point of view, Nikki, of how can I be, literally, <clears throat> how can I be of service to the people who follow me? How can I make their lives better? When you look at everything through that lens, then I think you're willing to, look, if I have something happen to me that I think is going to be useful to share because it's interesting or it's inspiring or it's really food for thought, I'll share it. Now, it looks like, it may look like on my page I share a lot about myself. I actually don't. Like I have a really clear line in the sand about how much I'll show of my children. I don't talk a huge amount about my children. I don't show a lot about my house, where I live, what I'm doing. Um, I have a, I think it's important to have a, a to be clear because I don't think I don't exist to give myself completely away to social media. I just don't, and I and that's not a road I want to go down. I don't. I'm not interested in in showing you every place I've been and every meal I've eaten. And I I can't live like that. <laughs> um, but that's that's a relief, Beck. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm no good on it. I'm, I'm good with words. I'm not good with having to put photos up of everything. But I think when you come from a place of when you operate an online presence and you come from a place of how can I be of service to the people who are following me? How can I make their lives better? I think that's when you're able to make clearer decisions of, okay, well, it might be useful if I say this is something that I've struggled with or it might be useful to say, gee, when I'm stressed, these are the meditation apps I listen to or whatever it is. But everyone's got to have their own line in the sand, I think, of how much of yourself you're willing to share. Because I think it's really important to have some things that are private. I don't think you have to share everything in your life um, and serve it up as content. I don't think that's what it's about. I think what it's about is being useful and helpful to people. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And look, I, I even think from a service point of view, that's the way I, you know, I, definitely concentrate on that on my business now more so than ever before. And I think if you turn your thinking around, whether you're a bricks and mortar local business or you're an online business, if you if everything that you do, whether it be, um, you know, marketing, customer service, um, anything, your product development, it should be how can I serve my customers? How can I serve my audience? better um, what will provide value to them because without your customers without your you know clients and or audience you've got nothing um, so uh, so no it's I think it's a it's a really good way of putting it and I have I, I certainly don't share or I share very very little if anything about my kids apart from the fact that I have them yeah. um and you know my house where I live anything because to me I I work from home so it does blur the lines between home and work however when I walk out of my office that's it. That's where it needs to stop. I don't need to, you know, for people to to see what I'm doing on a weekend in my business. It's just not necessary. Um, and it also protects my kids as well. And I think it can become, and and I, look, I have got friends who, who Instagram every second of their lives and I get that. Like I get it and I completely respect it. What this comes down to in business is what you are comfortable with and I, that's not me. And I don't want to spend my weekends with my family in the back of my head thinking, would this, should I be photographing this? Would this make a good post? Should I put this on Instagram? Like I don't, I don't want that in the back of my head because I want to be present with my family and social media and my business already takes up an enormous amount of my headspace. I don't want to be constantly searching for content. Um, in my life, on my weekends, and um, but everybody's line in the sand is different. And so, if that's you, if you've got a type of business where you want to be, you know, if that's part of your image, is here's me with the kids, and we're at the park, and we're at the, you know, whatever at Woolies, and that's great. You know, everyone's different, so I'm not, I'm not judging that. But for me. I, I have to draw a line in the sand somewhere um, and so for me I have to have a distinction of how much I'm going to share of my life um, and how much I'm going to keep private. 
Oh, absolutely. So, no, I think that's very good advice. Now, one thing that I spend a lot of my time working with clients on is differentiation, you know, what makes them unique, what makes them stand out. And there are plenty of parenting and, and teen experts out there. What do you think makes you unique and stand out from the rest? That is an interesting question because I don't really know. Um, I think I think one of the big things is that people trust me and I think what I decided a long time ago is I'm really, I'm not any kind of an expert. Um, I'm more like a professional godmother. I'm not a parenting expert by any means, but what I'm very good at is helping people find answers. So I like to think that on my page, one of the ways that I'm being useful is that I really follow the 80-20 rule, which is that 80% of the time I am not talking about my own business. I'm not trying to sell you stuff, you know. Um, 20% of the time maybe I'll put up something about, you know, one of my memberships, but 80% of the time I'm saying, look at this parenting expert over here who's just created this amazing resource or look at this great TV program that's coming up that you might want to watch with your teenage sons or um, here's a great podcast or I really work on that idea of being useful and I think that's one of the the secrets as to why I've been successful and why people trust me is I'm not constantly trying to sell them stuff. I'm trying to be useful and I I very much work on an abundance theory, which is I don't feel threatened by other people who are working in the same space as me. I totally believe there's room for everybody. So if other people have written something amazing and useful to do with um, raising teenage girls, I will share it on my page and say, this person has created something amazing that's going to help you. And I think because I operate like that, I think that does make me different. I think that because People see me as a trusted source of information who's not just trying to sell them stuff. And because of that, because of that, in many ways, I've become more successful because they trust me and they've developed a relationship with me. Does that make sense? So because I'm not trying to sell people stuff all the time, they buy stuff off me. (laughs) (laughs) It totally does. And, look, I also think the fact that you have uh, your – target audience is tween and teen girls and their parents. So really, and and you're very, everything, all the messaging on your website, on your uh, Facebook page and everywhere I see it, it is very, very specific and it is written towards, you know, to appeal to those, you know, to the girls and also to the parents. So I, th- it, it's, you know, talking to girls is very different to talking to boys, uh, as you know, having yeah. both. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And I think that being very specific about what I do, what I specialise in and what I'm known for is great. So, yes, I will still share stuff for boys and whatever, but I am most known for um, working with tween age, in particular, tween age or preteen girls with even more specifically, my big specialty is friendship. So I'm really known as someone that you go to when it comes to our kids in primary school with their friendship dramas and having a good time at school and navigating the social aspect of school. That 
that's my thing. That's my wheelhouse. So that's probably what I am best known for. But because I also post a lot of stuff where I just try and be useful, I have a very good relationship just in general with mums, with women, not even mums, women, with women, because not all of them uh, have children or are married or, but I, you know, I think there are a lot of people who follow me who have kids. There's also a lot of people who follow me who don't have kids. Um, who so I may never sell them anything, but that doesn't matter. They, I still am trying to um, provide. I think the world can be such a bleak place at times, um, and people spend a lot of time on social media. I try and make sure my page, my Facebook page in particular, is always uplifting and helpful. Yeah, and it absolutely is. That surprises me that you have uh, followers who don't have kids at all. And but but I can see why. I even I can't remember. You must have had a post a few weeks ago, and it was about what songs you listen to in the morning to um, you know get get going and and make it a fun morning. And the song that you. And of course, you know, we have a lot of, we play a lot of music in our house, oh. but the song that you suggested was, is it called Good Morning? Yeah, by Max Frost. That's the one. And I absolutely love it. So I now play that every single morning. Um, <laughs> I even wake my boys up to that. So sometimes it's not so, the 13-year-old does not enjoy that. But the... <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. It makes me feel in my happy place when it's yeah. all going to, you know, when it's chaos and everyone's forgotten everything and, and all the rest of it. But so it's just those small things that, that do make a big difference, which is great. Yeah. Now, a bit of a, a question sort of left a field. What keeps you up at night, whether it's, you know, your business or, no, let's just go with business. Is there anything that sort of stresses you out sometimes or? Not really. I think the thing that would that would keep me up at night about my business is um, like I really live to under-promise and over-deliver. That's my big thing, under-promise, over-deliver. And so I worry if I've oversold something or I like I live for people to be happy. Like if if people have ever come to me and said, for whatever reason, I've had, I could probably count on two hands the number of refunds I've ever had to give for the Lighthouse plan. But I give them, like if somebody says to me, look, for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, this hasn't clicked for me or I haven't used it or it's not old enough for my daughter. But I just give people refunds on the spot. I never make people quibble or beg or put them through 20 questions or I'm not interested if something hasn't worked for somebody. I don't want to take their money, you know, and I don't care even if they've been even if they've been using my my membership for six months and they've got one month to go and they suddenly ask. I don't care if if they've been unhappy for whatever reason. With goodwill, I give people refunds, or and particularly, I'm also very big on, um, you know, a lot of people have had financial difficulty in the last twelve months. So if people can't afford things, I just gift things to people. I just I don't know. I just I, that that would be the thing that that worries me. I don't ever want people to buy something from me and think that wasn't worth the money. That's my okay. big thing. And 
I think that's it's a good lesson for everyone in terms of whether you have a, a product or a service or an online program is when it comes to refunds, so many people fight it. And the problem, yes, there are scammers and there are, you know, all, all these other people out there, but at the end of the day, most people try to do the right thing. And do you really want those customers or those clients that aren't happy and that you know, they want out because you've got a lot more goodwill and you've, I just had an instance where I bought a product. Well, we've got two, two things. One was faulty. It was a manufacturing fault when it mm -hmm. arrived, but it was a big item. I rang them. They said, not a problem. I thought it was <laughs> would be interesting. Yeah. But they said, not a problem. Send it back. We'll send someone to come and pick it up. Um, full refund done, including the post, including the, the shipping, mm. um, done and dusted. There's another thing, which was one of the kids' Christmas presents that broke a, a day later due mm. to a battery fault. And they have gone to ground. They will not talk. And the difference in how I now perceive those two different companies is huge. Exactly. I just think, I, and I'm just not, I'm not interested in creating bad experiences for people. And the number of people who actually do the wrong thing and scam you is so tiny. And if someone is so desperate that to get out of paying me for something that they need to just pretend they didn't like it to get their money back, I'm happy just to give it to them. Like if you're that desperate in life that, you know, you need to have the money, you need to have a refund and then that's okay. I will give it to you. I'm not, and maybe this is the benefit of being online, Nikki, that that it's not really costing me anything, right? So because what I'm delivering, it maybe it would be different if, if it was physical product, I don't know, but but I don't I don't mind just, well, as you said, even with physical products, it's so you think better of a company who are like, you know what, I'm really sorry that thing broke for you. We're going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. And then you think you do, you think highly of the company. You think, you know what, that was such a good experience. I will go back to them and get something else. Absolutely. And also you've got to remember word of mouth works both ways. Um, you tell people about good experiences, but you tell probably twice as many people about bad experiences with companies. And they're things that you just, if you keep doing them over time, whether they be good or bad, the word spreads. And as they say, word of mouth marketing is one of the most powerful things. Totally. Totally. So I think that, you know, I think if people can, you, you want to have a good experience. If somebody wants a refund or has some kind of a problem, that's a great opportunity for you to show who you really are. That's how I look at it. That's when you get to show yep. what your true colors are in business. And so if you behave with grace, doesn't matter how the, um, the customer's behaving. And just, and also I don't need to be, I don't need more drama in my life. I don't need to be engaged in a battle with somebody over something. Um, I just, I've got other things going on with three children. I've, I've got, uh, you know, I've got enough dramas going on with my boys bopping each other on the head. I don't need to be having <laughs> unnecessary drama with a customer. I'd rather just give people, yeah, a refund. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. There's, an, there's enough drama in our lives. Yeah. No. Now, if you could do anything to improve your marketing and communication, 
that would make you have a bigger impact on more people and, and get the word out to more people. Is there anything in particular that you can think that you would want to do? Yeah, I definitely need to, I need to, I need to learn a lot more. Um, I'm very comfortable with writing. You know, that's my big thing. I could, I can write posts and write engaging content and connect with people. I'm just not good, good at all the other tech stuff. I'm not, I'm just not. And I think I really need to step up there and I need to have set up a proper studio for myself to, for recording videos or I need to have, you know, and, and that by that I mean I need proper lighting, I need proper microphones, I need, I think I've kind of been avoiding it. I'm in denial I sort of keep thinking I can just keep being a writer, but I think really in 2021, um, like I'm doing this interview with you and it's like, grab your headphones. I'm like, I'm, I've got my daughter's earpods. Like I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even have headphones. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in my daughter's bedroom stealing her like little earpod things. Um, so I need to, I really need to step that up and take that more seriously because that's where it's going, video and just, you know, podcast everything. So, I ne- yeah, that's what I need to be doing. I ca- I'm, I'm in la-la land just thinking, oh, yeah, but I'm a writer. I just write posts. Oh, but it, look, I totally, totally get it because for me starting a podcast was a huge thing because it's a lot of work, it's a lot of technology that you've got to learn yet again. I swear I got technology coming out of my ears there's so much of it but yeah you know for me video is something that I avoid like the plague because I don't like it but I also I spend my life telling clients you need to do video I know very well I need to do video (laughs) (laughs) I know I don't want to do video either but it's like oh god I know, and it is one of those things. You do go, I've done consulting for, what, 25 years or something like that, and you go, okay, yes, you, you have to do a video. This is how you do it. This is the technology you need. Yeah. Um, I'll help you get set up. And they go, oh, okay, well, where are your videos? It's like, oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> you go, shut up. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me about that. I'm talking about, you know, I don't have time because I'm too busy you. with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my excuse anyway. I know, I hear so. you. I, I hear you. I'm the same. But I think I think I have to get my head around it. And I think because you know what? I think if I want to go next level and at the end of last year, I really thought to myself, I felt like I'd been wading through mud for about three years and just making things hard for myself. And I thought, you know what? In 2021, I'm taking my business to the next level. Now, I don't really know what I, what I meant by that in my own head, but I just thought, <laughs> I just thought, I, I felt like I'd been playing small for the last three years and I decided, no, 2021, I'm turning it up a notch. You know, I just thought I'm I'm not going to be kind of feeling imposter syndrome or I don't know how to do this or who am I to be doing this. And, and I thought, no, 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 I'm going to, I've worked really hard. Um, integrity is at the centre of everything that I do. Um, so I'm not going to keep playing small and I'm going to really put myself out there and um, and see what I can do and see what I can achieve. And I don't really know what that looks like yet, but I just have a vision of, you know, of, of being of service to um, women in particular and kids 
And, um, and part of that means if that's what I want to do, then I know that I either have to get my head around all the technology or I have to um, employ someone who can do that stuff for me and help me with it. But either way, I'm going to have to do it. Like that's what it comes yes. down to. So I'm going to have to yeah. either be doing videos or whatever, but I'm going to have to do it. Can I recommend, this is what I'm looking at as well, is um, I have VAs at the moment who help uh, with the technology side of things. So I actually have someone who edits the podcast for me because I've now grown to a point where I go, this is ridiculous. My time is worth more than I can be doing other amazing things rather than trying to learn how on earth to edit a podcast. Um, I, I know I could could do it, but seriously, my time is just, it's more valuable totally. either doing something with the kids or working or I spend a hell of a lot of time working. Yeah. <laughs> and or, or, or being and coming up with creative ideas. I, I agree with you. So I have a, a company that I use who do all of my um, build all of my online stuff. So they build my websites and send out all my emails and all of that. Could I do it myself? Well, probably not actually because I'm hopeless. But but <laughs> I also know my time is well spent. Because I'm a creative, my time is better spent coming up with the ideas, writing the content, engaging with members, not spending half an hour building membership platforms or editing videos or whatever. So you've got to, I think that's playing to your strengths, you know. And, of course, when I started out, as I told you, I was just sending out PDFs to people. But as you get more successful as well, then you can outsource to people. You can get people on board to to help you so that you're focusing on what you're good at. Yes, definitely. And I even think a lot of people, they wait and wait and wait going, I've just got to get some more money or I've got, need a bit more time and, and things along those lines. Whereas they should have jumped and got help, um, employed someone or, or even a freelancer, even if it's not a part-time or a full-time employee, yeah. uh, getting someone to actually help you, then you can grow because we sort of get to this point where we go, oh, I can't grow unless there's more of me and I can either work 80-hour weeks, which yeah. is not healthy for anyone, yeah. or I can get someone else in to do all the things that I shouldn't be doing. Uh, and that's one of the big things that you know, I tell a lot of my clients is, okay, you should not be doing this. Uh, it is not your job. You should be doing other things that will make you more money. Totally. I totally agree with you, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, if, and if people are starting out, if you really are starting out and you you don't have the money, then just keep it simple. You know, you don't, you don't have to be perfect when you start. Like as I said, when I started, I was sending out a PDF and I started small. But starting <laughs> is better than not starting. So sometimes what yes. you do is jump and then really madly swim and you'll figure Absolutely. it out. Mm. Absolutely. And also things along the lines of, you know, just picking one social media channel, not not five of them. And just picking what are the what are the eighty percent of things sorry, what's the what's the twenty percent of you know marketing and business building that I can do that will have eighty percent of the results. Um, they're yep. the things that you need to really, really look at. You know, your messaging and so many people miss looking at, okay, well, really, who is my audience and 
what is my what's my uniqueness and my messaging and for you you are such a good writer that your messaging is fantastic but for so many others they're not they're not authors and and fantastic writers so that's where they really stumble uh but don't get help to do it and your messaging at the end of the day is absolutely everything yeah totally agree with you no now look I've got one last question to Mm -hmm. ask you do you have a favorite quote I love quotes oh I well I have a few but one of my favorites which my husband got um, put onto a necklace about 20 years ago um, is from uh, Martin Luther King, which is everyone has the power for greatness, not fame, but greatness because greatness is determined by service. I so love it. Of, yeah, that's that's been sort of a guiding principle um, of my life. But also there's a famous, and I, I won't read it all now because I can't remember it off by heart, but there's a very famous Marianne Williamson quote, um, which people attributed to Nelson Mandela because he quoted it once in a speech, but was actually written by Marianne Williamson, which was um, something like, um, it is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be, you know, um, fabulous? Well, who are you not to be? You are a child of God and playing small does not serve the world. When we, and it's something like when we step into our own light, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. I don't know the full quote. I don't have, I usually have it pinned up, but it's a Marianne Williamson quote. As I said, it was it's misquoted by people thinking, uh, misattributed that people think it was said um, originally said by Nelson Mandela, but he was quoting Marianne Williamson. And it is so yep. um it's such a wonderful quote. But it's that idea that, you know, so often as women we play small. And because we're worried about the sort of who does she think she is? Who does she think she is doing that, starting that business, <laughs> being in that mm. space? And I think it makes you kind of just shrink down. And I don't have time for that anymore. You know, I'm about to turn 49 and I sort of think if I don't believe in myself and I don't back myself, nobody else is going to. Um, and I know that that I operate from a place of integrity and great intention and service so why not me you know why shouldn't I be stepping up and doing what I'm doing so and that's the attitude that I want to take into 2021. I love it it's that's a quote and I do remember it I I don't like you I don't remember the word for word but I'm really pleased you brought it up because I haven't heard that in ages and I'm oh. going to go and find it and, um, and and put it up because it is so true and when you really, really think about it, uh, it, it it's we do need to stand up. We do need to uh, be the best versions of ourselves that we yeah. possibly can. And I was listening to, I think it was Carrie Green, last night uh, on an Audible book and she said we have so many what-ifs in our life. What if this fails? What if people uh, are horrible to me? What if uh, it all goes wrong? Mm. What if I lose money and no one buys from me? She said, but think about it the other way. What if it's a 
it's a resounding success and it's incredible. What if you take your business to the next stage or you, you stand up on, on stage and, and talk to a hundred people? Mm. So I thought that is such a good way of turning all our thoughts, all our sort of limiting beliefs around to go, what if I can, I, I can do this? Yeah, because it's so silly that we automatically assume the negative. We automatically assume, well, what if it fails and what if I embarrass myself? And and you know what? Part of my success has also been I'm really comfortable with failure. Like not everything that I do works. You know, I try things yep. and like, well, that didn't work. I don't take it personally. <laughs> I don't think everyone's keeping score of what I do. And if you want to live a big life and do big things, screwing up and failing at stuff is part of that road because nobody creates brilliant things the first time every time. So part of it is such a learning curve of try this. Oh, no, that really didn't work. You know, I'm going to try this now. It's all part of it. I, I just don't, I'm so comfortable with with failure or things not working. And I think that's the other reason that um, that I'm having the success that I have is because I'm not afraid to put myself out there and give something a go. I think you're absolutely right. And it's one thing that I've got to say I struggled with. It's like, oh, well, what will people think when this when this hasn't worked or had to do this? And at the end of the day, no one cares less. <laughs> and it's not you. They're thinking about they're thinking about their own lives of, oh, we've got a tax bill coming up or this has happened at my children's school. They're really not thinking. People aren't thinking about us. They're thinking about themselves. So this idea they that we are. have that everyone's noticing when we haven't, you know, achieved something or something didn't work and talking about us. No, they're actually not. That People are so wrapped up. We're all wrapped up in our own lives. So people really aren't discussing or noticing um, what you're doing. So we need to sort of um, have that bit more courage and just put ourselves out there. Oh, I agree. I've got a Brene Brown quote right in front of my desk, which says, today, I choose courage over comfort. Uh, and it's something I say to myself every single day because at the end of the day, it's about stepping up and, and being the best that you possibly can be. So, but look, this has been absolutely amazing. I have loved having a chat to you, Beck, and I'd love to keep talking to you, but um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we could talk like this all day. Yeah. But I, I want... Um, our listeners to actually be able to connect with you online. So where uh, can you tell them? Where can they connect? Um, my biggest community is on Facebook. So it's Rebecca Sparrow Writer um, on Facebook, but also I have a website. So if you want to find all the things that I'm doing with tweens and teens, you can find that. And my book club, that's at rebeccasparrow.com. That is wonderful. I'll make sure I put all of those links in the show notes as well so people can get hold of those. Look, Beck, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. Nikki, I have loved it. I could keep talking to you all day. Um, so we'll have, to, <laughs> we'll have to do an update later on this year and see how we're both going with the video. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Let's keep to that. I think that's a brilliant idea. And also with the not... <laughs> <laughs> with, with the not playing small as well. So yeah. let's do that. We will check in later in the year and we'll give everyone an update. And, uh, yep. 
<laughs> That's wonderful. Thanks so much, Peck. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Simply Stand Out Marketing Podcast. Head over to simplystandoutmarketing.com for the show notes, downloads, and even more great stuff to help you grow your business with marketing made simple.